again. It says, remember not to forget God. Hallelujah. We've been talking about this, this uh, topic. Remember not to forget God. Because it is easy to forget God in certain times, in certain atmospheres, and in certain situations, the proclivity of forgetting God is great. So the, 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 the topic we've been talking about is remember not to forget God. Hallelujah. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, this was when Israel was getting ready to go into the promised land. They hadn't gone in as yet. But God taught it wise to tell the people to make it a point to be careful. God was cautioning them. God was warning them that you need to be careful because the tendency of forgetting God is great. When you are under pressure, you can easily forget God. When you are under, when things are working well, you can easily forget God. When things are not working, when there's crisis, you can easily forget God. So be careful. You don't forget God. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 11 to 18. I want to bring this subject to a close today. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgment, and his status which I command you today. Hallelujah. He says that beware not to forget. How do you forget God? Everybody knows God is, exists. Everybody has faith that there is a God somewhere but the way you forget God is when you forget his commandments there are certain situations certain places that you can find yourself in a situation where you, your knowledge everything you know about God will go away when somebody presents to you a bribe when somebody gives you a temptation you are a married man you are a married woman and somebody says to, 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 to you sleep with me and I will give you everything you want. Like Satan told Jesus in the quiet of the moment, nobody knew. He said, if you wouldn't just kneel down. How many know that kneeling down for a few seconds and getting up is a very easy thing to do? It's no big deal. Nobody will know. It's not written on you that you knelt down. But Jesus said that it is written, you shall serve the Lord alone. You, you remember not to forget when that temptation happens. When that time comes and you are pre presented with a situation where when you compromise, nobody will see. And it will make life easier for you. It will make things easier for you. Here, uh, uh, Prophet Moses was saying that God is saying that by not keeping my commandment, it means you have forgotten me. By knowing the truth and doing a lie or, or perpetuating a lie, you have forgotten my word. You have forgotten my commandment. You have forgotten my law. Hallelujah. He said that make sure you do not forget to remember the Lord your God. Lest, if you do, when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, when your heads and your flocks are multiplied and your silver and gold are multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up, we, we talked about it, when things increase, the next thing is pride, isn't it? When you are full of yourself because your hand has helped you to achieve everything you have. When your heart is lifted up, then you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. From the house of bondage, who led you through the great and terrible wilderness in which there were fairy darts, fairies, uh, serpents and scorpions and testy, testy land where, you were, where there was no water. Who brought you for who brought you for you 
Sorry, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock? My family is telling that I should get a pair of glasses, but I'm resisting it fully because it's a sign of old age, isn't it? Who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know? I don't want to look like Pastor Sam. That he might humble you and oh, I'll, I'll get into trouble. I know I'll get into trouble for saying what I just said. <laughs> Who fed you in the wilderness with mad, manna, which I'll, I'll see, don't worry. Who fed you with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to, to do good in the end. Amen. Then you shall say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gave me this wealth. And you shall remember the Lord your God. For it is he that gives you the ability to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You see. He was saying that remember not to forget because otherwise, if you forget, you will be like everybody else. If you forget, God will not establish you. If you forget, things will happen, which is not right. You see, we tend to be forgetful, so we need reminders. Amen. The reason why Moses told Israel was because he knew that it was easy for them to forget. Amen. Remembering God, I said that it builds our faith in God. Amen. Remembering God helps us in our walk because it helps us to know that we are not alone. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. When you remember that God is with you and God is your shield and your protection, he is going to be your buckler. It makes you confident. It makes you have faith. Amen. So it is good to remember. And I said again that we need to remember God because God has not forget us. He has inscribed us in the palm of his hand. So he cannot forget us. And because of that, we, do, cannot, we must not forget him. Amen. Remember or remembrance is good because it helps you to glorify God. Amen. If you remember God, you will glorify him. How many know that? If you remember God in your boardroom, you mention his name there. And you'll not be ashamed. There are some places and some, some positions when you get to, it's very difficult to mention the name of the Lord. In, in a country like here, if you become a, pres, a prime minister, it's almost as if God is, is banned in the parliament. They cannot mention the grace of God. They cannot mention the message of, of Jesus. It's, it's, it's not politically correct to mention the name of God in certain places, especially in this particular part of the world. But he's saying that remember me even in that place. Because when you remember me, you will glorify my name. And when, when I am lifted up in front of everybody, I will draw all men unto myself. Amen. So remember to glorify God. Isaiah chapter 46 verse 9. Remember the former things of old. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is no one like me. Amen. So remember to glorify God. The next reason why we need to remember to God is because Jesus told us so. One of his last 
teachings or his last uh, interaction with us as a, a people was for us to remember him. Amen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24, he said that, and he gave thanks and he broke it and said, this is my body, which was broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Hallelujah. God wants us to remember him. Amen. Do this as often as you. I heard somebody say that, you know, break, uh, eating of communion is a devilish act. I heard somebody, this, this new age uh, teachings that have come. It's like anybody who does communion is uh, worshiping Satan. You, you know, but, but that, is, that is Satan's way of getting us to forget God and forget the price of salvation. Forget that his body was broken for us. His blood poured out to buy our freedom. For us to forget God. You see, the new age, it, it comes in a very subtle way. It comes very, very subtle and very common sense, very commonsensical way. It's like, listen, this thing is, is, is a fetish. It's a fetish that you are doing. It's just like somebody pouring libation. It looks like something that is, is like a, a, a cost of fetish. You are worshipping the bread. You are worshipping the wine. No. We are doing it as a memorial to God. Amen. We want to remember him. So anytime we break the uh, bread, we have communion. As often as you do it, you show forth the lost death until he comes. You show forth, you make sure that you remember that he was crucified for us. Bible says that he was bruised for our iniquities. The, the chastisement of our peace was laid upon him. A man acquainted with grief. And we did not esteem him stricken. He was broken for us. He was whipped. His flesh was torn. So that our flesh should be whole. He had a crown of tongues put on his head. So that our mind would be free without oppression. And as often as we do that, we do it to remember that we are not of ourselves. We don't own ourselves. We have been bought with a precious price. We have been bought by God. Hallelujah. And we have to be careful. There's a scripture in Acts chapter 27 that I like very much. It says that take heed to the flock that God has purchased with his own blood. You did not purchase the flock. I did not purchase the flock. Nobody purchased the flock. The Pope did not purchase the flock. When we take communion, we are just remembering that somebody that is God loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die. And that whosoever will believe and remember and accept him will not die but have everlasting, everlasting life. Amen. For God did not send his son forth into the world to condemn the world that by the through the world we are going to be saved hallelujah how many are, are, are following with me so far you know so when we take the communion it, it is not a fetish it is not a ritual to to glorify the pope or, or anything like that no it is to show for the lost death until he comes don't be deceived by new age teachings hallelujah Memories can serve as a help 
it help it can serve us to see and remember the hand of God at work in our lives. Psalm 143 verse 5 says that I remember the days of old. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. When I look at the heavens, when I look at the sea, when I look at the sky, when I look at the, uh, the hills and all the fountains, I look at the, 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 the valleys and all the, the, the streams, I look at the beauty of the handwork that God has made. There must be a God somewhere. The handwork of God makes us remember that there's a God who sits in the affairs of men and controls things. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? So it is very, very, very good to remember. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 9, the Bible says, Only take heed to yourselves and diligently keep yourselves, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen. You see, man is, is, is made and wired in a certain way that you easily forget things. Are you with me? Even pain, you can forget. That is why women go to the uh, delivery room and they swear they will never go there again. And within a few months, they are going back. It's because we are wired that way. Hallelujah. A girl breaks your heart. And you cry for days. And after a while, your, the wiring of your mind makes you forget. And you go back to the same place. Uh, I'm preaching better than you are amening. Lest you forget the things your eyes have seen. The, you, you forget what your eyes saw. I didn't say this is in the scripture. Lest you forget what your eyes have seen. Lest they depart from your heart all the days of your crying in bed. Of your life. And teach them. <laughs> I'm enjoying the word. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, you forget and you go back to the same place of your pain. Because we are wired that way. In Galatians, it says that like dogs who go back to their vomit. Hallelujah. We go back to the world. We we when the world was did so much hurt to us, destroyed everything that we had, destroyed us, and pushed us to, into looking for God, and we found salvation. And somehow our mind is wired in a certain way that we forget all the pain that we went through. We forget all the heartbreaks. We forget all the drunkenness. We forget all the, the mess, the addictions. We forget everything that we're in. We forget everything. Hallelujah. And we go back to the same place. The place of our prison. We go back there. Amen. It's because we are wired to forget. Amen. So we need to remember. And not only remember, but teach your children. Warn them. Teach them. That the mistake I made, you must not repeat the same mistakes. Learn from my mistakes, not your mistakes. Uh, hey, I tell you, people are preaching for me. <laughs> I'm sure if I leave now, the message will be preached again. <laughs> we'll have a camp meeting. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. So we started talking about remembering God in times of crisis. Amen. And then we talked about, last week we said that in times of prosperity, do not forget God. Amen. In times of prosperity, don't forget God. Today I want us to go on quickly. I want us to try and do two if we can. The first one I want to do today, that's number three, is remember God when you are promoted and busy. You know, promotion in itself comes with busyness. How many know that? Anytime you are promoted, it means you are given more responsibilities. Anytime you are promoted, it means that you get more, more uh, responsibilities, more, more uh, encumbrances, things that hold you, things that demand your attention, things that need your, your immediate uh, attention because of promotion, it comes, it increases. When goods are increased, increase are they that consume it. When, 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 when you are increased with, with a bigger salary, time pressure increases to consume everything. Stress increases. Hallelujah. Frustrations increases. Pressure of deadlines, meeting deadlines, fulfilling obligations. It, it, it increases because of your busyness. Your promotion brings busyness. And when you become busy, you can easily, already we as human beings, we have the tendency to forget. Anyway. But when you are busy, you have the tendency to forget the most important thing, that is God. Amen. Remember not to forget God in your promotion. And in your busyness. It's amazing. Now that I, I am a, a wife. I have extra pressure. Because I have to cook. I have to take care of the children. I have to take care of my husband. I have to go to work. I am tired. I am frustrated. Because I haven't had good sleep. I feel very worn out. I need a break. So let me take away some things. I cannot take my husband away. I cannot take my children away. I cannot take my job away. I cannot take my duties as a wife away. So let's take the thing that when we take out, God will not immediately respond or react. So we take God out. He said, I can worship God in my heart. After all, God knows my heart. Then we come up with, with crazy nonsense, you know, just to ju- appease our conscience. After all, the people who are in the church, they are hypocrites. They, 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 they are always trying to please pastor. They are not pleasing God. Me, I want to please God. Who, who, who told you that? Who told you that? Your busyness has made you forget what brought you where you are. And what brought you there is not your beauty. It is not how serviceable you are. But for grace, you will still be fasting for a husband and children. Amen. It is only by grace. It is only by grace. And so, now that we are promoted, now that we find ourselves sitting in that place, let us remember not to forget God. Daniel chapter 6. 
Are you learning something? Daniel chapter 6 from 1 to 5, the Bible says, And he pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 125 satraps to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three, over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satrap must give account to them so that the king would not suffer, would suffer no loss. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and the satraps because of an excellent spirit that was in him. And the king gave, the king gave thought to set, setting him over the whole realm. So the governor and the satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could not find, they, they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor was there any fault, any error or fault found in him. Verse 5, and these men said, we shall not find any fault against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Amen. So, jump to verse 10. The, now, when Daniel knew the writing was signed, he went home in his upper room with his windows open towards Jerusalem. He knelt on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was his custom since early days. Amen. And these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. I'm sure we all know the story. The guy was a slave brought into a foreign land. And he distinguished himself that he found himself in government. He became an MP. And not only was he an MP, he was selected to be one of the three cap, uh, cabinet ministers. And out of the three cabinet ministers, the king promoted him to become the prime minister. This is a foreigner. A foreigner. Can you imagine? A foreigner becomes the prime minister of a country. And not only the, for, the prime minister of the country, he is like everybody, all, all the 120 uh, set traps and the governors had to give account to him. How many would, 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 would admit that uh, uh, these guys must be very busy? He must be extremely busy. But the Bible says that his custom was to pray to the Lord three times a day. Listen, none of us in this room, none of us listening to the sound of my voice are busier than Daniel. Don't ever use your promotion or your job as an excuse. Don't ever use your, uh, the situation around your circumstances as an excuse. No, there is nothing like that. Because if Daniel could pray, you and I can pray. If Daniel could read the Bible, you and I can read the Bible. If Daniel could go to church for two hours, you and I can go to church. Don't give me that uh, crap. Am I allowed to say that? that uh, 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 Pastor, you don't understand. No, I wouldn't understand. You have 24 hours in a day. And, is it 192 hour, uh, hours in a, in a week? Is it? Calculate for me. 24 times 7, Pastor Sam. Oh. Immediately you realize you are not a science student. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot the princess here. 168 hours. 
168 hours in a week and you can't take two out to worship God, to go to church. You can't take four out to, to, go, to participate in worship. How busy are you? How busy are you? Then you are very busy to even live. You have to die. No, you are too busy. You are extremely too busy. No, don't tell me you are busy. Tell me that it is not in my priority. I will, I will respect that. But don't insult my intelligence and say that I am too busy to serve God. No. Even the, the, gov, the, the head of state, even the uh, 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 president of America, with all his pressure, he can worship God. I'm not going there. <laughs> Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And by his grace, by, by his grace towards me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly than all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Remember this statement every time. But for the grace of God, every promotion you have is not because you work too hard. In First uh, Corinthians four seven, the Bible says that who makes you to differ from one another? And what have you got that you did not receive? And if you are, if indeed you received it, why do you boast? As if you had you had not received, as if you 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 made it happen. You forget that the breath you are breathing doesn't belong to you. You forget that the health you have today doesn't belong to you. There are people who woke up same time as you and they are being rushed to the hospital, and by the end of today, they'll be dead. In your busyness, in your busyness. You can just wake up one day and then you just die. And guess what? The world will continue without you. And it will be as if you never lived. That job that you hold so dear, that job that has become a trophy, that job that makes you not want to uh, uh, humble yourself, that job that makes you not want to buy your knees, that job will be taken away from you. That husband will have another wife. Your children will call somebody as mommy. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you the truth. Remember not to forget God because you have been promoted. Because things are working out for you. Because things have, you know, you have found yourself in a place. You have found yourself in a job. No, listen. God put you in that place for such a time as this. God wants you to represent him in that boardroom. That is why you, even though you don't qualify, you have been made the CEO. Remember to mention his name in that boardroom. I say remember to tell them about who Jesus is in your life. You are the only Jesus some people will see in that workplace. If you forget God because you, 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 you are busy, God will have to do something about you. Maybe take you out and bring somebody else there. Thank God I'm not God. Hallelujah. 
Oh, I said hallelujah. <laughs> oh, you, you don't want me to preach my message. Okay, okay. It looks as if you are not happy. So I'll change. Let's, let's be happy. Let's enjoy ourselves and go. So, um, <laughs> Jesus said to Martha, one thing is needful. And Mary, your sister, has chosen the right thing that will never be taken away from him. Amen. One thing, don't be too busy to miss God when he shows up in your house. Don't be too busy to miss the carous moment, the the carous moment in your life. Martha had had the privilege of having Jesus in her home, but she busied herself because she felt promoted. How many of us can boast of Jesus visiting us physically to have dinner in our homes? She felt promoted. She felt, you know, like I need to represent. So she decided to make the best food she's ever made using the best china she's ever had. But Jesus said to Martha, you are worried about too many things. Too many things have your attention. Listen, one thing is needful. And your sister Mary has chosen the right thing. And that is to make use of of the opportunity. Make sure you remember who God is in your life. Amen. So let me help us. Five ways to remember God in our busy schedules. Five ways. In our modern and busy schedules, five ways we can remember God. Listen, we have smartphones. We have, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Reminders and prompters. Have a reminder on your phone. Have a reminder on your watch, watch phone. You know, set time. Three times a day to pray. Lunch time. Take, take five, ten minutes. Go into the prayer room or go into the uh, breakout area. Sit down for five minutes. Remember God there. Pray. Or talk to somebody about God. Just for five, ten minutes. Amen. Evening time, you do the same. Morning time, you do the same. Allow modern uh, electronics to help you. Amen. So that you don't forget. Because the tendency is that we are busy and busyness makes us forget even the more. So help yourself to remember. Hallelujah. So let us help ourselves. Amen. So use all the uh, modern gadgets you have to remember God, your smartphone and everything. Use it. Also have somebody who you have a, 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 a meeting with, a contract with that at every one o'clock, call me so we can have 10 minutes pray, prayer. How many things think are a good idea? Yeah. Find somebody in the church. I want you to become a prayer partner just so that you help me keep fellowship with God. So that at 9 o'clock in every morning, they will call you so you can have a prayer time with them. Lunch time, 1 o'clock, they will call you or you call them. And then you can have fellowship and prayer. Evening, they'll call you or you call them. And you can have fellowship and prayer. Amen. How many of you think it's a good idea? And then let us have, you know, have uh, uh, like um, Minister Michael, have stickers. A lot of stickers in your, in your, uh, on your uh, refrigerator, you know, on your television you know, to, 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 or scriptures and things that will, will remind you that you haven't prayed. 
How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And then have messages in your car, like this message I am preaching. If you play this message once a, a month, you will never forget God, even no matter how busy you are. Oh, you don't agree with me? So set reminders. Set your reminders. Get people to help you to remember. Amen. Am I talking to somebody? Okay, let's move on to the next one very quickly because of time. The next one I want to talk about is remember God in the days of your youth. So we've talked about remember God in crisis. Remember God in abundance and harvest. And uh, remember God when you are promoted and busy. And I am saying, remember God when you are young. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 1 to 3, the Bible says that, Remember now your creator in the days of your youth, before the difficult days come. And the years draw now when you say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun and the light and the moon the star and the stars are not darkened and the clouds do not return after the rain in the day when the keepers of the house tremble and the strong man bow down when the grinders cease because they are few and those that look through the windows grow dim you know let me let me interpret this scripture and then we'll go on he says, what he's saying is that remember God when you are young. When life and the zest of life has not le- departed. When passion is still, passion is daylight. When passion is still there. When the night, night season has not drawn away, you have no pleasure. When the keepers, your muscles, your strength, is your keepers. When the keepers are still vibrant, you can walk anywhere. You can go. There's a prayer meeting. You can go. You know, you, you can do all night back to back to back because you are young. You are vibrant. You have the energy to do it. There will come a time you cannot have that energy. Do you know that as a young person, it's easier to fast than when you are older. The older you get, the more difficult it is to fast. Not because you don't want to fast. But the, the keepers are not as strong. Amen. When the strong man, your strength has not bowed down, that is the best time to remember God. When the grindness, your teeth, have ceased because they are few. Because the older you get, the more you lose your teeth. Ah, you don't like the message. And the older you get, the more you lose your eyesight. One of the things I used to boast about was my eyesight. And now it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's really, I, I know I'm living in denial. Because I, I can see. I can read from there. I can't read from here, but I can read from there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Remember your creator especially in the days of you why do you need to remember your creator in the days of your youth because there's no guarantee that you grow old number one 
Don't think, I, I see a lot of young people think that I, this God thing, I can postpone it. This is the time to enjoy my life. This is the time to move from one nightclub to the other, to the other, to the other. This is the time to have you know, five, ten girlfriends and move from one place to the other. This is my time to enjoy. This is my time because you have attention. You have a lot of women calling, a lot of boys, you know, vying for your, your, your attention. This is my time. So, pastor, listen, I will serve God, but wait, I will serve God later. No, you have never been given later. The only time you have is today. The only guaranteed time is today. You see, when this virus came, they said that young people, only old people die. How many heard that? When the virus came, that's what they were saying. Until they realized that it kills everybody. The virus is, COVID-19 is not a respect of persons. Whether you are young or old. Amen. So death has no, no uh, preference. It will take anybody. Amen. James chapter 4 verse 14 to 17. The Bible says that yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is life? What is your life? For you are a mist that appear for a little time and, be, and then vanish. And vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, if we live and do this or that, as it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boastings is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. Amen. Remember God when you are young. Remember God when you are young. Because you are full of strength. Amen. You are full of strength. So remember God. The, 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 the second reason is that if you don't remember God in your young days, you can easily misspend your life and thereby misspending your future. How many will agree with me that the things you learned as a young person is what has kept you from going over the cliff. You could have gone over knowing you. I always say to my wife, me, I'm an extremist. Anything that I, I do, I do to the extreme. You know, but for meeting God at a younger age and listening and hearing and reading the things that I read, about God and the things about you know that I know it is what has set a boundary that I cannot go over are you getting what I'm saying even in my wildness I cannot go over certain things because in my young days when I remembered God it kept me in, a, in some bounds amen and when you don't remember God in your young days those protection or those boundaries are removed and you become a wild person. Amen. So remember God so in your days of uh, in your young days. That is why in this church we, we it's, it's almost as if we we like a lot of young people. And go, in the coming year, in the coming year, our focus will be more even on younger people than anything. I gave uh, Friday to the. Impact Youth Church. They didn't do it. So I am moving myself to the youth church. I'm going to be preaching every Friday to the youth. 
in this church. I'm going to make myself a pastor of the young people. Is that a good idea? Or is not? No, I, I don't, we don't have a, a, an impact church. I'm going to start my own church. I'm going to start and every Friday we'll have service. I'm going to start wearing uh, uh, EK, you have to give me some of your What's it called? The, the, the Duraks. I, I need some of the Duraks. And so, you know, you have to teach me how to wear this type of t shirts, you know. Okay, you take me to the gym. So I, I'll put some and look like a young person. How many think, think it's a good idea? Yeah. We are going to be going, I, I'll raise my own choir. In, 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 we are going to be going to the, the schools. We'll be going to high schools. Yeah, with rap. We're not going with all this type of Beulah type of song. No, 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 no. We are going with rap. Yeah, we're going with uh, drill, drill. We're going with drill. We're going with, you know, garage. Track mash. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Oh, you didn't like? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you come here on Friday evening, Friday nights for service, you'll be amazed. We are going to sack all these, the prayer people, they will go somewhere else and go and do their service. Yeah. Because it's going to be, and when you come here, it won't look like a church. It will look like a nightclub. Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. How do you think it's a good idea? Yeah, you can join my church. I am, I am actually transferring myself from the main pastor of the church. I'm going to be the youth pastor of the church. I'm very serious. I know you think I'm joking, but I'm very, very serious. There's not even one single joke in this. And if, they, if they, they, these people are giving us pressure, we'll move ourselves from this place. We'll go and find our own venue. If Pastor Sam and Co. will give us pressure. You see, the way, the way Minister Michael is looking at me, like you are, so you mean you are going to take over my, my prayer service? No, I, I, we are going to find our own church building. They are lo- oh, no, no, we are not even going to be in this premises. We can't control our noise. We have to go somewhere. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because the youth of this age, their lives are being misspent. Hallelujah. You see, in this day and age, the child sits in the room, but the things that the child is being taught, you have no idea. The things that are ministering to your children, you have no idea. It's amazing. You know, we we used to have a lot of these young people in this church. And I remember one of our, our greatest fights that we used to have with the parents was the fact that they come to uh, church Friday evenings here, around. Some of them, their parents will come and stand at the, at the uh, gate in, the, in their cars and be telling us off and telling their children off for coming to church. Two of them are in prison as I'm speaking. Two of them who used to be in this church, they used to here, they used to uh, dance here. They are in prison as I speak. Hallelujah. Their parents who thought that they were doing a good thing 
After a while, they couldn't control them. They became drug dealers. And now, as I speak to you, they are in prison. And they, are, they themselves, they are hooked on drugs and they are selling drugs and they are now in prison. But this time around, we're going to fight the parents. I said, we're going to fight the parents. Yeah. We're going to do whatever it takes. Don't say that the child has curfew, he has to go home. No. The child is coming to church. Amen. We will negotiate. We will threaten them. And I will bring some of these guys who their parents didn't let the... I mean, I remember they used to come and learn how to play the instruments. That's how we got them in. Learn how to play the instruments and everything. Then after we teach them the word of God, they have dance and everything here. Their parents used to fight and fight with us until they, they left. And now... Not even one of them is doing well in the house of God. Not even one. Some, some, one of them wanted to be a doctor. The other wanted to be a footballer. The other, another one wanted to be a scientist. No, those, three, those two brothers, they wanted... Now, I think one is gay or something. Hallelujah. It, it's sad. It's sad. But it's like, oh, okay. If their parents don't want to, let's leave them. No, we are not going to leave them. It's time for them to remember the Lord, their God, in the days of their youth. Amen. When they are 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, to 18, that is when they need God the most. Amen. So that they don't misspend their future. Look at this, these boys I'm talking about. Their future is already lost. Because they are in and out of prison. It takes it will take something more than a miracle to change them up around. Sorry? They have not they are not even 20 yet. They are not even 20 years old yet. It's a, it's very sad. They used to be they used to write uh, magazines. They used to publish their own magazines. In this church, I'm not telling you about another church. This church, they used to do their monthly magazines. You should see them. One of them has become a, is it a Drury? You know those who paint their face black and everything. What's it called? Voodoo, voodoo and stuff. One of them has become a, a one of that. I remember when we used to take them to like interview uh, 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 CEOs and entrepreneurs. You take them to interview business owners. They go and interview them for their magazines. Now, they have all scattered. Because their parents fought us for their children. And now the parents cannot control their children. Amen. A well-spent youth can bless your future. A well-spent youth can bless not only the person's own future, but the future of their parents. How many of you think that these parents would have been blessed if they had allowed their children to be in the house of God? Amen. It's very painful, isn't it? Bible says that a foolish child is a calamity to their parents. In your young days, you are most energetic. This is the time for the young people to rise up. We are going to go to uh, what do you, what's that place called again? Brigade, brigade and things. 
go with our wild t-shirt and our wild music. All the children that hang around there, we are going for them. Amen. Because that's the time that they are most sensitive. So whatever I train, but they train up a child in the way that they should go and when they grow, they will not depart from it. Hallelujah. I pray that I'll get a, a few soldiers to join me in this quest in 2021 to fight for the young people. They don't have anything. It's not, they don't have any money to give to us. They don't have anything to give but their youth. But that's all that God needs. Amen. That's the time they are most teachable. That's the time that they need to be taught some things. And when they are taught those things, their lives will never be the same. I remember when I went to church the first time. I was very young then. I was not even 10 years old. But the things that I learned has shaped me up to this time. The best part of my life has been guided by the things that I learned back then. And I believe and I hope that God will give us that strength to do the same for them. Amen.